coming in as we're talking here. But uh, let's get to the first show, the first thing, and the first thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about Dave Chappelle, and I and I gotta give some caveats here about my 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 situation with Dave Chappelle. Um, just before like we even talk about like Dave Chappelle's situation, I just want to give some context on Dave Chappelle. Uh, from my perspective I always viewed Dave Chappelle as a college kid growing up Dave Chappelle I hope it's not for sizes 0020 that are built like tables I'm assuming that's not good Keisha built like a table oh like the table legs skinny people nah well let me not lie i i haven't got any of the products but i will do this like once i get some stuff i'll like get that super super discount and like because keisha you be working out i could use you as a model keisha you need a you need an agent you need an agent keisha i could i could mean you could do some business keisha's gonna be a great wife I, i promise um the thing that I want to do, oh yeah, talk about Dave Chappelle real quick. So, I've always found Dave Chappelle's season one and season two cannot be compared. That was funny Dave Chappelle. Season three, or whatever the season, if, if, if season three was the last one, then that was the worst one. But if season two was the last one, then that was the last one. But as he progressed, he got worse. And I think it's not that he got worse the the constraints on his material got worse it became a lot harder for him to uh tell the stories and produce the things he wanted to produce so that's my uh like idea on that like i feel bad for him as a person who creates my own content whoa shout out to coop what up my uh, freshman freshman's in here somewhere so he just joined up on Twitch. I believe it was on Twitch. I don't know. Where was it? Yeah, he joined up on Twitch. So shout out to Coop for that. Let's My little number won't change, but it is it does exist. I have 12 people in the booth. Hey, look, man, Coop. Now you got freshmen in here giving me shit. I'm not about to start. But basically, <laughs> Basically, he's clearly, as a person who creates my own content and like having a sponsor now who have, and the sponsors, one of the things that they told me was like, uh, you, hey, do you have to drop an F-bomb? And I was like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Like, I don't care. Like, I I was, before y'all got here, I was broke. And while y'all here, I'm still going to be broke. So I'm going to keep doing what got me wherever I was in my realm of happiness. And being able to control your content is a lot like being able to control your own speech. You don't want people to infringe on that. So I, I, I you know, as much as I despise uh, radical right talk and radical left talk, hey, if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna say something, 
as deranged as it is, I'm going to defend your right to say that. But when someone come and punches you in the mouth, don't expect me to 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 line up with you. Like you're going to take that ass whooping in that L by yourself. I think that's a fair exchange. But so Dave Chappelle's whole story and situation and as he's as I've grown up watching his content more and more and more it's been less about laughing and about how he controls a room he has become a, a savant dare I say at controlling a room and it's something magical to see man it is truly magical to see this man work so for me I think that's that's like the divine the defining feature of him. He's become a master at telling stories. But recently there's this controversy, and I don't really want to call it a controversy because because up front I support Dave Chappelle and what he's trying to do, but at the core of his situation, Dave Chappelle needs to understand he's wrong. Dave Chappelle needs to understand he's setting a bad precedent for the for being a man of your word or being a person of your word he's setting a bad precedent for business transaction because business is business and shame on netflix too low-key like i get that you've paid this man 30 million dollars and it'd be in your best interest to keep him happy since anytime he talks he makes money but you're setting a bad precedent for money and how to do business with black people you know, too often in this world, we talk about equity. Dave Chappelle was a person who had, who has been able to leverage his name, title, and platform, and he's used it for good, and sometimes he's used it for bad. He had, he said some things that are less than savory, but that's not, that's not why we're here today. But he's had the ability to use platforms like SNL and be put in front of these people to kind of make a name for himself. And I think him doing this is going to hinder or hurt people on their way up because of the actions he's taking right now. Um but let's take a let's like let's take a deep dive into it. So I have this first clip queued up. Let me make sure you, and I want to give this this clip context i'm not going to play the whole video but what i want to be able to do here is kind of just show you there's this part in the in the story and i'll give you the context where he's basically talking about how people have taken advantage of him in his in his life and how it made him feel and there's something called uh, a callback, which is a is a is a joke reference where you basically set something up, and if you're kind of paying attention to it, it'll come back and it'll land as a heavy joke, and it gives the the listener, the audience, this feeling of being in on the joke because they were pervy to a piece of information from the past. It's a great feel good situation, and every like every good comment. Or every good storyteller wants to finish on that high note. It's like a Chekhov's gun in a movie. What, for example, what is Chekhov's gun? Like, say, for example, if you're in a zombie movie and the first scene of the the first scene of the movie, it shows a gun on the back shelf, and the main character walks past it, and then at the end of the movie, he he, and at the end of the movie, or at some point in the movie, that gun has to come back into the story in order to make a difference. Chekhov's gun. Um, 
And Dave Chappelle's great at this. He is he's one of the best at doing this. But I I I was shocked to see him use this technique and then use it on himself. And I don't think he grasps the concept. So without me rambling on on this, he's gonna talk about a card game and what happens in the card game, and then he's gonna reference it again. And I want you to pay attention to these two stories before we go into it a little bit more. So let me find it. People are texting me while I'm streaming. Why is this so uh, bright? Can I turn this dark? I don't have my my little dark thing on. Whoops. Now y'all seeing my settings. All right, screw it. All right, so it's like at the four minute mark. Back in New York, but my rent is paid, thank God. Living in New York City, and I just finished my first road tour, which was a very difficult tour. I'll spare you the details. Now I'm back in New York, but my rent is paid. Thank God. And I have $60 to my name. And a woman that I have met in Pittsburgh, a bad Dominican bitch. <laughs> was coming to New York. She was going to spend the weekend with me. I couldn't wait for her to get there. She was coming that evening. Remember, I only had $60 for a whole weekend to entertain a bad bitch. Now I'm walking through Greenwich Village and I see something I've never seen before. Three card Monty. You know what that is? Yeah, the guy had the whole thing. The table was set up and he had the three cards and the crowd was hooting and hollering and he was like, find the red card, find the red card and people were playing. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose but it was really exciting and I'm standing there watching it and I noticed while I'm watching them play this game that the red card, the one you're trying to find had just a little bend on the corner and I'm watching and I'm like, yo, this guy doesn't seem to know that red card is bent. I'm going to beat this motherfucker. And I walked up to the table and I said, let me play a hand. And I put my last $60 on that table and he starts to shuffle and find the red card, find the red card. And I kept watching that bent card go around the table, make sure I kept my eyes on that bent card. And when he stopped shuffling and he said, find the red card, I pointed to it with confidence. Here it is right here. And he flipped it over. And it was black. And he took my money. I couldn't fucking believe that. How did this nigga do that? Was that magic or sorcery? I was confused. So you know what I did? I sat there. And I watched him for a real long time play the game. And I realized that all those people who was doing all that hooting and hollering and betting, my God, they were his friends. They were in on the whole thing. I felt so wronged. I felt so stupid. And then the next sucker came up to the table and was about to put his money down. And I said, fuck that, man. Don't put your money there. All these niggas is in on it. It's a trick. And when I said that, the guy that was dealing, and this motherfucker was huge, snatched me up by my collar. Feel how strong he was when he grabbed me. I was a skinny little guy and he was gonna maul me. The only reason he didn't, I'm sure, 
is because he saw the fear in my face. And that fear, he looked at me. I saw his eyes go from hard to soft. He softened. Then he looked at me like the way a father would look at a child. And he said to me, young man, don't ever come between a man and his meal. Okay, I want to stop there. Because that quote, that quote right there is the essence of the joke. Don't ever come between a man and his meal. Dave Chappelle signed a contract to get on with Viacom. And Coop, you're a lawyer, so you feel free to speak on this. He signed that deal, and he admitted at the time where he signed this deal, yeah, at this point he had already acquired a little bit of change, but he admits before this that he, you know, he was just coming into his money. He had an agent. He had a few, uh, he had enough coins in his pocket, he had a baby on the way, had the wife. He wasn't where he wanted to be, but he was well on his way. But he saw this as a, a prime opportunity. And once again, he sat in a room full of people who were all interested in eating. And Dave Chappelle was in the way. Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle was the meal and Viacom was the, was the beast. And he signed that deal which was a good deal for him at the time, but he didn't understand what he was truly getting himself into, which now fast forward and seeing how his likeness is being taken over and he, ha he can't do anything to about it. And he mentions how HBO did it. HBO could have had Dave Chappelle, but they, they said, what do they need him for? And he harps on that. And I feel for him because he was taken advantage of. But he allowed himself to be taken advantage of. And I think we have to stress this. As a black community that is constantly, you know, Megan Thee Stallion made a similar mishap. And she didn't get nearly the sympathy or empathy that Dave Chappelle is getting right now. They clowned her. But Dave Chappelle is getting a lot of support. And I just, and, and it's not that it's his fault, but I do find that, that, that dichotomy a little bit strange. But Dave Chappelle needs to be held responsible for his actions. He signed a contract, he made a deal, and that's it. And I can hear someone screaming at me right now. I can see your I can see you foaming at the mouth right now. Hero, last week you said you're not paying your student loans back. You know what? I also understand the, the terms and agreement of my student loans. They can't dock my pay and they can't send me to jail. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> But also, why? 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 Like, I get that. I, I know where I'm wrong, but I'm also not afraid of the consequences. Dave Chappelle was wrong. And now he's suffering the consequences. And I say all this to, I say all this to be contrary, of course, because I'm going to boycott Dave Chappelle's uh, show on whatever streaming platform is on. I've already sent my angry tweets. I've, I've joined the, the, the militia of angry people. So, yeah, so what? But it still doesn't change the fact that there is a clear misunderstanding of business components in the black community that needs to be filled. And Dave Chappelle isn't helping that cause. Dave Chappelle should rather be making or put, I don't, and I don't know this personally, but if he, if he doesn't have a, a, a literacy program for black businesses, 
I think he needs to put that on the docket. You know, I think if he doesn't have, uh, he has a, a he has a, a passion for uh, Toby Nwangwe, Nwigwe, uh who's the Houston who's the Houston rapper from Nigeria, and Toby is such a fascinating character because he got it out the mud. He doesn't know. And like multiple businesses, Jay Z's, the Beyonce's, everyone has tried to get him on a la- on an album or a, a record label, and he's totally independent, and it's a struggle for him. But he does. But the reason why Dave Chappelle has such a a passion for Toby is because he didn't fall into the tropes, and I think that needs to be the bigger conversation. Dave Chappelle missed a great opportunity to push the business literacy of our people instead of pushing the woes of our people. And that's where my beef is with Dave Chappelle right now, because he's not using his platform correctly. If that makes sense. Uh, let's see what we got going on in the questions, because I'm going to go to the, I'm going to answer some questions. Then we're going to go to the part where uh, he closes this out. Um, Coop. Oh, no, absolutely. Netflix needs to protect their asset. Yeah, Dave Chappelle and them have good terms. So I think I said that before you jumped in. They're on good terms. So why would they Why would they uh, try and mess that up? Dave Chappelle is going to bring them way more money than Dave Chappelle's show. And you damn sure know once he gets this thing situated and set, settled with, the Dave Chappelle show is going to return back to Netflix. I, I foresee it coming. Uh, I've talked to some people on the inside who are actually creating skits as we speak in an effort to prepare for that. So you know it's coming. And uh, sorry, I can't share this on Facebook. So if anybody is watching this on YouTube, if you could just share this real quick on your Facebook, that'd be great because it looks like my Facebook link is down. I can't get people on Facebook here. Um, Koopal says, I'm only wondering if he had a lawyer or was given the opportunity to get a lawyer at any point. And this, and in the joke, he mentions that his agent was there, but I think his agent was in on it. And that's something similar that I've seen in the past where people use like agents, agents know that every certain character, every person that they have on their docket is just another percentage. And there, and I'm not sure if the guild of agents in the Hollywood have a standard, but let's say for athletes, the most you can make off of your athlete is 3% or yeah, I think three or 5%. Uh, Well, that was when I was playing, but like, that's the most you can make. So you don't really care what they sign as long as they sign enough to cover you actually having to babysit this person. Because after a certain age, the following a player around, unless it's for like pertinent business deals, pertinent to you, it doesn't matter. It won't serve you anything. So I so I think his agent was probably in on it. The fact that his current agent doesn't want to fight this is proof that he doesn't want to have any parts of that, which is kind of sad, to be honest. Um, and, I, and I say, the only reason why I think he wasn't taking it, the only reason why I say he was taken advantage of is because they signed off on his name. Like he, once again, and I'm saying this, I'm being empathetic to him because once again, as a content creator, if I sold my characters to Cartoon Network and they came back two weeks later and said, hey, you know, the main protagonist is black woman that you made, Zemi. I think she's super cool. Let's call her Zoe and make her white. I'd be pissed. But uh, But back then, I don't think he understood that 
streaming was going to be a thing. Like, streaming wasn't a thing when Dave Chappelle was around. When Dave Chappelle's show came out, those things came out on DVDs. He didn't know that a place that denied him access, uh, can you, like, that's the part that would piss me off. I went to somebody, I went to HBO to pitch my show. HBO said, nah, we're good. And then 10 years later, HBO came back and started streaming my shit and making money off it. And they didn't have to pay me for it. Nah, like he didn't sign up for that. I think living documents like that have to be able, you have to be able to amend that. But once again, if don't sign something, if you don't understand something, don't sign it, period. Like, so that's where my sympathy ends, but I get where he was taken advantage of. Hey, I'm not breaking my contract, Coop. I just I have paid my civic I have paid my civic duty. I'm a frontline worker during the pandemic as a pulmonary specialist. I work in the healthcare industry and I am going to school to help in this pandemic. I should be forgiven. I should have been forgiven a long time ago. I know nurses who have dropped out of school because they don't want to deal with this pandemic. America is the only cultured place where going to a public school costs you money. We already pay taxes on those schools. Why am I paying to then go to this school? It's a double tax. I don't believe it. Uh, Keisha makes a good point. So if he had to ask everyone to boycott and include a literacy component, would you still think the same? Uh, the literacy component would definitely sway me to be a, li- a lot more, uh, a lot more lending of my ear. But above all else, for him to have, to, for, and this once again, it goes to the type of person you see Dave Chappelle as. I see Dave Chappelle as a very stand-up individual. I take the, I take Dave Chappelle at his word. If he says something, I expect him to come through because his name is Dave Chappelle. He has the resources to do what he says he wants to do. The fact that he couldn't think of another way out of this other than attacking from this angle is further proof he has no power or no leverage and is banking on the opinion of uh, the opinion of pup, the, the banking on the people's opinion court, which is invalid to me. I don't think that's enough to change my story, but the literacy component would have definitely gave him a, a leg up. Uh, <laughs> I love that Coop had to put no legal advice. Um, the artist should have opportunity to consult with their own lawyer before signing a contract. There are times that contracts could be deemed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, explain that unconstitutional because, because of not having a lawyer. Yeah. Because the contracts are interpreted against drafters. Yeah. That, that is, you're absolutely right about that. So like there's a big window, but let's get back to it then. And let's talk about the part just at the end. I just want the end part. Remember, the last words is don't get between a man and his meal. If you ever think there was anything worthwhile about me, I'm begging you, please don't watch that show. I'm not asking to boycott any network. Boycott me. Boycott Chappelle's show. Do not watch it unless they pay me. I, this is the part that really made me feel uncomfortable. Like you're, the people cheering. Do they understand the presidents that he said? Like that's not cool. If you're a shareholder, 
at Viacom, then I'm talking to you. And I also don't agree with this because as a person who hasn't eaten McDonald's in 10 years, I definitely own shares of McDonald's. That's what they told me. So if you're a shareholder in that company, tell them it's wrong. And if you don't believe that it's wrong, then fuck you too. Nah, fuck you, Dave. know what's in the hot dogs you eat. I do. That's why I don't eat them. Now, there's probably a bunch of people at Comedy Central and Viacom and all these places that have no idea what I'm talking about. They've all either quit or been fired or got me too or something. Them niggas is gone. I'm now, definitely going to get copyright strike for showing this, but okay. probably looking like, what is he talking about? They may not actually know what the fuck happened to me. So I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Go downstairs to your accounting department, open the books, see what that show made, and look at what you paid me. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You're going to pay me. I am inviting you to come with me and work with me, and let's fight against that terrible, terrible feeling that you made me feel together. We can fight together and work this thing with Chappelle show out. Or... Or I can just take it. Thank you. And that is, in essence, the purpose of the whole catchphrase. Um, Chekhov's gun, the callback. He can take it. Dave Chappelle doesn't realize he's still the same person in this story. He's still the guy in the middle blocking the beast from getting to his meal in the story of the card games he was the dude in the middle between the beast and his meal and even now Viacom being the beast him being in the middle a much bigger version of himself but still in the middle and the money is the meal Dave is still stuck here and this is why I don't think this joke works or this story makes sense in, from a storyteller's aspect because He's still throughout the story. You're supposed to progress and get better in a three in a three story structure arc. You get better over time, and Dave has gotten better, but his situation and his world has also progressively gotten better, which has kept him still in the same spot. So this form of the story really makes me question. But hey, you know, that's a story. This is my opinion. Um, I'd love to know your opinion. I, I'm clearly biased here from a creative standpoint, but definitely chime in with your comments in the sec, uh, your comments and your ideas in the section below. Uh, let's have a dialogue about this. They're both a bunch of rich motherfuckers who are never going to notice me. So until the day I become uh, on his level, I could care less. If if the story of Rick James or uh, Charlie Murphy come on. I'm watching that shit because it's hilarious. I'm sorry. But I I get where you're coming from, fam. I feel for you. But I also understand uh, business is business. And you should be definitely taking this opportunity to teach yourself a little something about business literacy. Uh, Coop, as a, Coop, put your, um, put your um, uh, Super C group information in the chat, man. Because people definitely need to understand about business. My boy Coop. He's a lawyer and a business philanthropist. 
he could definitely put you on game. We definitely had a we had a podcast on, and uh, we'll have another one coming up. Let's get to some comments before we bounce on this topic. Uh, <laughs> nah, Fee McDonald's. Not legal advice. I love that you keep putting that. <laughs> You're so professional, man. I'm just out here telling people whatever drugs to take so they can feel better. Um, just say that the show... Uh, just say that the showing of the video is for educational purposes and, and you don't own the video. Alright, I just said that, so I guess it works now. Magically. <laughs> nah, I appreciate it. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, he has the leverage and can do as he pleases, just like Jeff, Bill, Bob, and Karen. Yeah, good point, Keisha. Good point. Alright. So, with that, that's the show. Thanks for joining me. Um, I'm not going anywhere, but I have to do that because these come out in segments. So don't move, people. We're just going to take a brief intermittent or uh, intermittent. I can't say the word. Intermittent. Someone give me the phonetics on which the word I'm trying to say that y'all know I'm trying to say. Oh, that was cold. There's ice in my drink. Who did this? Intermission. Intermission. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I hope I say intimacy. <laughs> Intermission. <laughs> hey, I'm out here trying. Um.